Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cock... What the what? What the fucking... <coughs> what just happened? Did you swallow know. a bug? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what on earth just happened? I have no idea what just happened. Like, it's like... My throat... <laughs> it sounded like... It sounded like your... your my throat just your decided throat to be exploded. done. They just decided to be done. Either that or you immediately turned into James Hatfield from Metallica. You're like, oh. <laughs> that was so weird, man. That's never. I swear that's never happened to me before. <laughs> wow. That's kind of awesome, though. Now we have to keep it, though. Oh, no. Yeah, no. We totally have to keep it. Oh, uh, my humiliation forever on record. Oh, I know. Yeah. This is the one thing that's humiliated. <laughs> right? I know. Show. Like, of all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Recording from Glory Hole Studios <laughs> in Chicago. Because I'm a consummate professional, you motherfucker. Pro. You're a pro. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Amazing. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We just start barking at each other. We're, we're off the rails. You know, like, uh, everybody's turned off. Everybody uh. has turned off their machines at this point. Whatever device they listen to, like, really? It's been a minute. You're not even through the intro. Yeah, you know, I think I think the problem is is that like you're coughing up the Chick Fil A. <laughs> I still haven't had it. I still haven't had it. But I will say this, Cecil. It's skeptical. It's political. <laughs> still and there going. is no welcome, Matt. <laughs> what is it? This, episode, this episode what? Two hundred and twenty-two. Oh, it's amazing. We're halfway to four forty-four. We're a third of the way to six sixty-six. <laughs> Which is, that's like our golden birthday. That is. That's when we stop doing it. That would be awesome. If it, At 666, we should make a pact that we're just we're just piecing out at 666 no matter that's what. That's it. Like, I don't care what happens. At yeah. 666, it's like, mm. <laughs> well, I'll fucking rebrand the show and start over at episode one if we want to keep doing it. But 661. Like, that's it. We're going to be like, oh, maybe we changed our mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like eight years from now. We'll be like, yeah, six. You're looking at you're looking at at that point with um right now we're looking at uh per year we put out uh let me double check here put out but 72 episodes a year. 72 episodes right yeah yeah six, six about more six years. and an eighth years yeah more years to yeah. go I won't live that long. <laughs> There's no way. I, there's no way I'll live that long. By that you don't time, think I there, have six there, years. Well, left six years me. from now, there won't be any more Christians. Um, <laughs> we will have taken over the White House and the Senate, and uh, there'll be an openly gay president. Yeah. Okay. So you're obviously drinking, and that's fine. 
<laughs> six years from now. In six years, that's going to happen, right? You yeah. know, I, I will say I have some hope. The only way that I live another six years. Did you hear about the guy? Uh, they're doing this in Russia where they're doing a fucking full head transplant. Yeah, it's going to be like fucking an old timey sci fi movie over there. It's, I know, it's like Reanimator. Russia, Russia already is an old timey sci fi movie. <laughs> I mean, who are we but, kidding? But they have experience because I've, I have seen uh, and, and read articles where they've, they, they did something similar with dogs. They did dog did head they? transplants. Holy yeah, and they've shit. actually done like two-headed dogs. But, like, but, like I mean, <laughs> we still don't understand the fucking nature of the spinal cord yet. Oh, yes. It might go horribly awry, right? Like this is the thing. This is why it's like. Only in Russia, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> we went to upstairs medical college, <laughs> right? Exactly, because like you have like there's a there's a tremendously complex interaction between your body and the chemistry of your body and the brain and how like the like how those things interrelate. And there is absolutely no guarantee that even if it's successful in, in terms of like waking this guy back up, that. That, that there'll be any kind of ability for his brain to regulate the, the functions of this body and for this body's, uh, you, you know, biochemical feedback systems to work properly. There's no guarantee that any of that works at all. They're like, he might just go fucking mad right away. <laughs> oh, geez. But it is. I did see, I did read the article and, I, and there happened to be a picture of the gentleman in question. And I have to say, like, were I saddled with the incredible diseases this poor gentleman is saddled with i'd fucking transplant my head onto anything what what is he what's wrong with him he's got all the diseases i don't even know what they are <laughs> he's, got, he's got them all he's got no he's got i don't know i don't know what they are they're they're it, it's that shit's beyond my pay grade but like whatever he's got just from the image you can you can tell it's not anything good <laughs> You know, I wonder too because when you get an organ or whatever, they re your body will reject it. I wonder if like his head's just gonna pop off. <laughs> just shoot like, he's just like, sorry, we reject it's, that shit. It's like, punk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like scanners. Yeah, exactly. scanners twice in two episodes. I know, man. Movie's fucking iconic. That's the scanners, the official movie of cognitive dissonance. <laughs> That's. A <laughs> But that's my hope. Like I, I was watching this, it's like it's a mere 150 doctors or 150 surgeons that are taking part in this surgery, and the surgery is scheduled to last 30 hours. 30 what? hours. What are they tagging in like fucking pro wrestling? Like what's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. I and and here's why I have hope. First, I've never successfully accomplished anything that's taken me 30 hours. Right. Right. So just being unconscious and letting people work on me would set a personal record. I'd be like, hey, I fucking did something for 30 hours. <laughs> Look at me go. You know? Oh. And it, with the ways, the, the, the multiple horrifying ways I have abused this body, I'm just waiting for, like, young, attractive people to die so I can test out their bodies. <laughs> I think this is the future. If it works, what this opens up delightfully, Cecil, what this opens up is a whole world of rich old heads walking around <laughs> our beautiful young body. That's going to be such – it's going to be the weirdest boner ever. 
You know, I, I, if you, you were, you know, you're saying, you're saying, you would have this beautiful young body, right? But it, it, let's imagine that you were to say get a Ferrari. Within a week, that Ferrari would turn into a Geo Metro with fucking soda bottles in the back seat. You know, <laughs> it would be the worst, and that's exactly what happened if you had a, like a beautiful young body. Sure, it would be fine for about thirty minutes until you made your first trip to McDonald's. I feel like this is the future, yeah. and I don't like your. <laughs> First of all, think about like think about the possibilities. You could get the chocolate vanilla swirl. I could have a black body with a white head. That would be amazing. That would be awesome, right? <laughs> there's no there's no reason why I couldn't have like a woman's body. And then I'd never have to even go out and meet people. You'd be like that that fucking uh that James guy from uh, Apex Twin when he's got like a fucking man's head on a woman's body. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He'd be like, "What are you doing?" He'd be like, have you seen this body? <laughs> Why would I leave my house? Oh. I'd be like a dog that could lick his nuts. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> sticking around. What are you doing? I am fucking, I'm going to masturbate this body into desiccation. <laughs> I am going to ruin this thing. Well, let's see. On my calendar, I have 10 o'clock breast exam, 11 o'clock breast exam, 12 o'clock breast exam, 1 o'clock breast exam. I've been a fondle thirty. I'm <laughs> fucking the bedpost. <laughs> Plus, if you could do that, you could literally like you can just you could go crazy balls out. You'd be like, yeah, I'll go fucking hang scuba gliding, like whatever that is. Let's do it. Doesn't mean I don't give a fuck. I'm going fucking. I'm doing a fucking shark rodeo at three uh. o'clock. That's amazing. All you, all you have to do is protect your head. All you have right? to do is protect the head. That's it. Oh. It's like there's like a lion like munching on your arm. You're like casually eating a PBJ. You're like, yeah. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'll just fucking look. I'll get. There's no shortage of dead poor people. Yeah. In the world. And once in a while, you just antagonize it with a stick. You know, <laughs> while it's eating it. Like, <laughs> hurts like hell, but I don't even care. Yeah. I'm not even emotionally attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they can manipulate all that, they could probably turn your pain sensors off, right? So right, you just fine. have buttons, like on the other arm, you know, so if one's getting munched by a lion, for example. Yeah. You know, you just reach over, like, boop, oh, I just turn that off. Oh, you know what? Maybe they'll just have quick releases for the body parts. <laughs> just snap on, snap off. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. If we could be Lego people. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would be, I, would give up, I would give up having functional knees to be a Lego person. <laughs> Functional well, knees know. now, yeah, right? I know. I mean, functional knees and ankles. Hills are overrated, right? I still get up. I already get up the stairs with one of those like gremlin style like <laughs> chairs. People. Yeah, right. The automatic people movers. Yeah, it's the fucking chairlift, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the future. That's what I'm saying. All I know is I have a robot that that vacuums my floor, and they're doing head transplants. Okay. It's the fucking future. All right. So here's here it is then episode six six sixty six we will uh, get our head transplants. I, I you'll be able to get them like pedicures. I'm sure at that point, <laughs> like swing over to the transplantary. They'll have like they'll have a whole like slew of franchises open. It's like where you a, can go it's and, like you get to pick out which head you want. Like Jamberry, where you get to be like, I want this one. No, I want no, this one. I think that's the downside, though, is you always keep the same head because that's where the that thinky bits live. That is true. Well, come on, they're just gonna be able to slot your brain in there with a flip top head eventually. That's, that's the real money. That's, yeah. that's that's the Apple version, right? Like, <laughs> it's not people any are all different. standing around the corner waiting for their brand new eye body. <laughs> 
I heard the I Body Six is out. It's basically the same thing, but with bigger muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I could deadlift a semi. Oh man, they can't keep my hands off my touch screen though. That's for sure. <laughs> would, why would you try? Who's that guy on the other side of the glory hole? It's Jesus. God, this story's super fucking weird. This is from uh, Fox News. Miracles from heaven. Near fatal fall cures sick little girl's symptoms. Um, so this is little girl. She's five years old. She's got two incurable disorders she's got uh, a pseudo obstruction motility disorder whatever the fuck that is and antral hypomotility disorder um the digestive disorders i guess in and out of the hospital for years but god intervened cecil in 2011 yeah, yeah. and knocked her out of a tree <laughs> because that, i don't even <laughs> so he knocked her out of a tree so she fell 30 feet headfirst into a hollowed out cottonwood tree. Right. Where she remained stuck, uh, presumably upside down, <laughs> wedged in a tree. Right. For hours. Okay. Until they managed to fucking airlift her ass out of the goddamn tree. She recovered from her, her injury. She had like a near death experience. Right. And then now she doesn't have her incurable disorders. Yeah. That's it. So that's God's fucking mechanism. That's that's how he fixes it. It's like that is, first that is, I knew a guy who had Lyme disease and then he got his head decapitated off <laughs> and he didn't have Lyme disease afterwards. Cures, it's a hundred percent effective. Fucking one hundred percent effective. Yeah. I think he was developing cancer too, but I think that was cured too. It's, it's like God's up there, and it's like it's, it's like somebody brings this little girl to his attention. He's like, a little girl? Wait a minute. Hang on a minute. Now, what she got? Pseudo-obstruction. I can't. No, I can't. And antral hypomotive. No. Knock her out a tree. No. She, treat, her like a, treat her like a raccoon. She got, she got up there. She got all the coon dogs and the, and the hypomotility. Them the, them the angry coon dogs. And they're barking at her. And they're getting real excited. And she's up in that cottonwood tree. And you knock her off that branch. And, and she fall down head first. Now you got to gotta get a wedge in there good and tight. Otherwise, the diseases, you know, they can get loose. They can, they can shake out of there. Well, then she's asymptomatic. <laughs> God. This is... Who's who's looking at this like, man? There's a God knocked her out of God knocked her out of a tree. Really? I just think I just think you know you really just need to bottle this sort of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine going to the store and being like, "Well, I got a cold. What does God recommend? Oh, trepanning. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me do that. No, a cold's less severe, so you just trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just it's like caution wet floor. Right. You know, but if you have like if you have like, let's say you have like a degenerative nerve disease, then you trip and fall in like a screwdriver or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, you go. Well, it's, it's just higher and higher is the problem. Right. So, you know, like, oh, if you I are, see. Oh, I see. So like you got to fall off like a small ladder. Right. Or just, you know, depending on how severe it is. So like right. if you've got like fucking end stage you know, like fucking pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. cancer. You just go skydiving you without a fucking just parachute. Hope your chute doesn't open. <laughs> Do you think homosexuality is a sin? 
I think that it's uh, it's 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 unnatural. I think that it's 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 detrimental and uh, ultimately destructive to so many uh, of the foundations of civilization. So this story also comes from the raw story. Texas lawmaker refuses to meet with constituents who don't share her views. <laughs> Staff says it's a waste of time. And I'm like, I gotta I gotta admit though, Tom, I think they're telling the truth. I was gonna say, I I you know the thing I, about this story is I applaud their honesty. Yeah, I mean, at least they're being honest. You know, like, hey, we'd like to meet with you. Listen, this chick is fucking nuts. You don't want to meet with her. <laughs> this is li- this is a waste of your time. Yeah. It's not so much a waste of her time. Trust me, it is a waste of your time. You know, this goes back to what we talk about all the time about flip-flopping, though. There was a guy, uh, that Rand Paul guy recently, I saw, I was watching Meet the Press this week, and I guess he got into it with some reporter about something i guess the reporter asked him like a question and it was kind of this leading question really long and basically implied that he changed his mind on something and it's this long sort of so you used to be uh, pro iran and then this happened and now you're anti-iran and so where do you stand uh, would you say that your your position has changed or something and he kind of sort of went off on the person and i don't like Rand paul at all really i mean i don't think he's you know, I don't think he's a good choice for the government unless you're, you know, ultra rich and don't care about humans. But I think that he's got this uh, he's got he had a point when he was he was like mad because they were asking these weird leading questions. Because when you get you get sort of bombarded by the press and, and that sort of thing, and they're asking what they want to hear so that they can spin it in their own particular way. But I also think it's silly to say, you know, you changed your mind on Iran. Well, did Iran change things? For me to change my mind? Yeah, right. What's like, that? Fucking can I change my mind? Is that not allowed? We we do that. And I know this is, a, this is a point we bring up all the time, but this is exactly this sort of thing. It's like you could fucking put me in a room with a bunch of people and they could tell me some really human stories about the suffering that goes on because of, you know, anti-LGBT laws. And I, it's fucking – it would not – my heart would be hardened. Fucking Pharaoh's heart would be hardened, <laughs> motherfucker. I would not care because – no matter what, I'm not going to change my mind on this. Yeah, and and she to to purposefully go through life saying, "Look, I don't, I am not open to new ideas." Yeah, <laughs> I am. No, no, no. You misunderstand yeah. me. As your fucking representative, yeah, I don't intend to represent you. Yep, uh, that's sort of. Fucking unbelievably outrageous, but it is also a character flaw. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing that makes me laugh about this article is it's like flaunting your character flaws. It'd be like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm petty. Hey, you know, I'm petty. I, uh, you know, sometimes I scream in toddlers' faces. Whatever. I'm just, <laughs> hey, I got a list of character flaws. What do you want from me? You know, sometimes I, uh, I wait for my wife to fall asleep and then, you know, I, you know, kind of make a move on her. I'm a terrible <laughs> fucking human being. I just tap my penis on her forehead a little bit. <laughs> you know? You know, I just... Wakey, uh, wakey, eggs and bakey. You know what I mean? Sometimes I steal from the church collection plate. I mean, I don't know. What do you want? I'm just a terrible fucking human being. It's, why would you broadcast your flaws? I don't know. Well, because because there, they're not flaws. I know. I know. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! 
fucking thing sucks. Talking points memo. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, Cecil. It's open season on Christians and white men. Oh, no. Yeah, let's hear it. Bill O'Reilly from the Fox News Bill O'Reilly Show. This country's in trouble, economically and overseas. While the left will never admit that, it's true. And whoever the next president is, is going to inherit one big mess. The jihadists are threatening millions of people. Iran's close to having a nuclear weapon. Working Americans are still struggling to make money in the marketplace, and our traditional American values are under siege nearly everywhere. <laughs> wow, it sucks to be an American today. Man. So, such a fucking way to go, Bill O'Reilly, Debbie Downer. Man, Jesus. It's so funny because that's like, that's in stark contrast to the actual numbers, you know, where, you know, the, the, the stock market is vastly higher and closed vastly higher than it has, you know, four or five years ago. The unemployment numbers are looking better than they have in eight years. I mean, man, all of a sudden, it's, it, it maybe it's not so bad. We just reached a, major diplomatic agreement with Iran that actually uh, probably means that Iran will not actually get a nuclear weapon. Oh, man. Yeah. Turns out if you use facts, most of that shit is not the case. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, don't, whatever. don't do that, Tom. Yeah. Come on, we're going to fucking ruin fucking... fucking what was me? I call him Bill Murray. But I forgot. <laughs> no, don't insult Bill Murray. Bill O'Reilly. If you're a Christian or a white man in the USA, it's open season on you. Therefore, Hillary Clinton has an advantage. She can run a general campaign, first woman in the White House, and I'm going to help you by increasing the entitlement society. <laughs> wow. Increasing the entitlement society. You're a white man? It's open season? Did you notice the open season? I thought it was wabbit season. Yeah, well, you know, they, they, you have to go to Walmart to get your white man, you know, tags, and you can you only go. shoot two. Bag and you got to make sure, like, the thing is, is like, like normally when you go out to shoot a buck, you go for the the horns. Now you go for beards. So I'm actually going <laughs> to shave my beard off because I'm afraid, you know, some hunter out there is going to be like, well, look at the beard on that one. Thankfully, my beard is like scraggly and shitty, so I think yeah. I, they pass me up. You're like, like the, eh. you're like the fucking bucked up, like two horns on one side, a horn and a half on the other. It will take a very articulate and tough-minded Republican to defeat her. Well, where are you going to find one? Where are you going to find one? An articulate, tough-minded Republican. Well, yeah, you have Don't, no chance of fielding a candidate as long as they get Michelle Obachman. We're right? Okay. Yeah. One final thing. We have the factor, as I said, it's gonna, we're going to be fair to Hillary Clinton, but we're going to be tough, as we are on all political candidates. I don't think gender matters one bit. And if this war on women business is resurrected, we'll have something to say about it. Also, Mrs. Clinton would be well advised, well advised, to distance herself from Media Matters and the other gutter snipe organizations who use despicable, dishonest tactics to attack those with whom they disagree. If you embrace the smear merchants, Mrs. Clinton, we will have something to say about it. Oh, no. Bill O'Reilly's <laughs> mad. Well, wait. So Bill O'Reilly won't endorse Hillary Clinton? Oh, man. Gosh, big Hillary, you better watch out. Media matters. You better watch out. Don't talk to them, oh, I guess. Oh, man. That's, uh, and I, you know, my very favorite is it says the very next line is, watch the clip via Media Matters. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got off the track when we allowed our government to become a secular government. 
when we stop realizing that God created this nation, that he wrote the Constitution, that it's based on biblical principles. Also from Right Wing Watch, Rafael Cruz continues to blame church-state separation for violent crime and teen pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. This is a, there's a clip here from the radio host's name is Steve Deese, and I guess he had... Um, uh, Raphael Cruz on. Who's the father of Ted Cruz? I didn't know that. Yeah, they, you know, interesting. All right, well, let's play a little bit of this. The church is actually more responsible for the place where America is today than anybody else. Because if we go back to 1962 and 1963, two abominable decisions of the Supreme Court. 1962, prayer was taken out of school. <laughs> Sounds so awesome. I know, man. He, he reminds me. What is he? Oh, I think he reminds me of this. Badges. We ain't got no badges. <laughs> we don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. <laughs> Better not come any closer. Maybe that's Raphael Cruz. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Maybe. 1963, Bible teaching was taken out of school. You know, for generations, kids prayed in school before starting the day. The Bible was the principal textbook in all schools all the way to university wait a minute the oh, yeah. bible the bible was the principal textbook in all schools all the way to university yeah that's that no that's that's true that's why you know Jeez, like those if, weren't learning times were they right <laughs> that's when you're like hey how do you math and yeah. you're like oh well first you take an arc and then you add up all the fucking animals that are on the oh yeah, now, yeah. what would you do with the bible as a textbook <laughs> no it's a fucking stupid thing to say <laughs> It's a great textbook for literally nothing. It's it's a great textbook if your only class is what does it fucking say in the Bible? Yeah, exactly. Like right? what does the Bible say? That's a great textbook for that, but like anything else, it's not even a good world history book cuz it doesn't it doesn't cover any other world history except for like some very select world history. Right. It, you know, you know, and the problem with this is that these are the same guys who are always uh you know, talking about like how scary the fucking Islamic madrasas are. Yeah. You know, and what is an Islamic madrasa? It's a fucking school that uses the Quran as its primary fucking textbook. Yeah. It's the exact same thing, exactly. just with another totally person's right. religious text. Yeah. It's the same concept. And you're just like, look, great idea, wrong book. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you, the church remained silent when those two decisions took place. No, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crapping. Try to, try to place this guy's voice. Where have I heard? My dear guests, I am Mr. Roth, your host. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe be that's where he's, <laughs> gosh, I'm just trying to place his voice, that's all. And their excuse is their political issue. Now, how can you call prayer a political issue? How can you call Bible study a political issue? But that's what the church did. The consequence of that, we can see it in the statistics. Teen pregnancy skyrocketed after 1963, and so did violent crime, all as a result of taking Bible reading and prayer out of schools. Teen pregnancy skyrocketed at that time. Yeah, uh, so it's not accurate, right? Uh, and violent crime uh, did skyrocket in the in the 70s, but then it it plummeted thereafter. And in fact, violent crime has been down for for years now. Right. Teen pregnancy has been down for years yeah, now. Yeah, teen pregnancy has sort of dropped too. Yeah. But I think fights between spouses have gone up because I, I, I think Cruz got into a fight with his spouse once. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll show you who gets in first in this family. 
Mira que me decir a mí que yo no sé hablar inglés cuando lo he estudiado perfectamente en todas las universidades. Muchísimos años. Lo hablo mejor que toda la gente que está sentada en la mesa aquí. And whenever you're ready to call me and apologize, you can call me down to the club. Don't hold your breath. So, you know, I mean, maybe that's what's gone up. That's awesome. That's awesome. There's one more guess. One more guess of where he's from. Let's All see. Right. Maybe this is it. I will go up to the six-fingered man and say, Hello. My name is Eliro Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> Just shut down our inbox we've, now. We've come, we've come full circle. Oh, so. no. Podcasters. They live in squalor, destitute, and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store-brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash distancepod today make a pledge and help these poor innocent creatures lead a life worth living oh this story's so odd dude yeah. so odd it's so sure. weird from nbc news uh texas woman arrested in alleged attempt to resurrect dead toddler and i thought they could have just written to resurrect toddler <laughs> you know, in journalism school, you're taught to edit, 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 right? You're taught to let's hone this sentence down to its absolute necessary parts. Let's fucking just get in there and tune it up. And, you know, you're really you're right. There's a vestigial dead in that sentence. I think I think it wouldn't be much of a story. <laughs> If the toddler was just napping. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think NBC News would be showing up. Oh, oh. God. So this story, and I found this at a, a number of different places. It's terribly sad. So the, this two-year-old uh, starved to death, it, it sounds like. Oh, Jesus Christ. So um, it's not like the kid died of, of natural causes. The, the, the kid was starved to death. Um, and so, you know, you, they naturally did... The only, the only reasonable thing when you've starved your uh, toddler uh, to death, 
Uh, toddlers, by the way, really like to eat food, so it's kind of hard. You have to go through an effort to. to Where does starve. it say that the child starved? It's not in this story. I found it in a different. I found I this story in a number of different okay. places. So. Um. No, but, so these uh, guys are softening the blow. Okay, great. Yeah, NBC is actually yeah they're they're just focusing on the resurrection bit. Yeah, uh, not on the how the kid died bit. So they did the only reasonable thing. You know, fucking the kid's dead. You didn't feed it. You know, maybe maybe nobody told them you got to feed kids. Right. Maybe they didn't know. Sure. You know, maybe they didn't get the care and feeding well, I guide. Got, I mean, you you got to toddler. It right. got to toddler That's somehow. True. It didn't so, make it two years. It's not like it's not like it just fucking lived off osmosis until then. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like a baby who like crawled into the pantry with some canned goods. Right, yeah. And it's then not you like a walking of- dead baby or something. <laughs> like it's like a baby in like a fucking non apocalyptic time. <laughs> so the kid fucking dies, uh and and so they have a rising ceremony. Oh. Which was an attempt to resurrect the victim from the dead. What did they do? Well, I don't. I don't exactly know what a what a fucking rising ceremony is. I think you just shake the kid vigorously. <laughs> I think you just shake them until they wake up. <laughs> but I will tell you that it doesn't include any rising. No, no. And it does. It does include a lot of lolling. I think right. the head sort of just flopping, like flop. There's yeah. a flopping that happens That's when you shake a lot. Fly attracting. <laughs> <laughs> what it's like when the kid dies so that so that they're like mm. ooh, yes okay this looks bad let's try the rising ceremony didn't work yeah and, and at some point didn't wouldn't wouldn't somebody have said like hey so this has worked before right oh uh yeah it's uh, uh yeah it totally worked before it never works. It's never it never works. Ever. works. Yeah, it will. Ne- it never will work ever. Plus, yeah. I, you know, I'm not a biblical scholar, but I don't think there's any fucking resurrect a toddler ceremonies in the fucking Bible, which means you <laughs> made it up. You just made it up. Well, and then the worst part is, is that they, they, the kid now dead. They're like, well, that failed. Well, let's fucking wrap the kid in a blanket and take him back to Mexico. What is a kid, a vampire? <laughs> you got to take him back to the ground. It was brought, like fucking born on back to its home soil. Because I didn't see the story that you saw, so I just saw that the two year old died. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. But you know. If they're clearly mistreating it beforehand, that's really fucking sad. You know, I mean, I understand if, like, the kid died of natural causes and you're just fucking grief-stricken and you want to be like, fuck, I need something to bring this kid back because you're terrified and scared, whatever. Well, and, it's, and, I, and I, I am sympathetic to a degree to the idea that, that you know, your child dies, you, do, you would do fucking anything. You'd yeah. be like, I'll fucking, I don't care what it is. Like, you want me to rip the earth in half? Let's do this thing. Like, I'll yeah. fucking treat that shit like a strong man with a phone book. I, I get that, and I, I really do. But, you know, when it fails, there has to be some moment of clarity where you're maybe call some fucking authorities and let them know. Because it's not like if you got family in Mexico, they're not going to let you take the kid back to Mexico. That's the Can thing they let you do. Yeah, and just having to declare a d- dead kid at the gate is just a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything to declare? Uh, let's see. I've got, uh, ooh, um... Toddler corpse, and then uh, I think, no, I think we're good. No, I think just one toddler corpse. Just, Do you uh, have a bag of oranges? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, toddler corpse, but you don't have any uh, invasive species. Oh, no, 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 no not no, invading no. anything. Good, yeah. His invasive days are over. <laughs> oh, no. 
We, Lord, we just ask to, to be covered with the blood of Jesus. Open hearts, Lord. Open hearts. Indiana Sheriff says prayer in school is the only way to stop kids from being murdered. Fucking Captain solves a problem a lot. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this is amazing. So in Indiana, this, this fucking 14-year-old boy gets shot, right? And and the city council and the people, they all get together and they have this community outreach meeting. And they're like, ah, what should we do about violence in our community? And they're having this meeting. And then they turn to their fucking sheriff, their sheriff. And he says, hey, you take God and prayer out of schools and you take discipline away from parents and teachers and you want the sheriff to solve it? No. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> really? Uh, you are the fucking sheriff. Yeah. When people get shot, that's kind of the sheriff's ballywick. Yeah. <laughs> that's your thing, man. <laughs> what is it? What is it with prayer, though, in schools that could possibly? Are we saying that prayer is like shitty insurance? Is that worse? And like God is like the insurance agent? Oh, sorry. You know, you, we thought you were covered here, but you, you wound up not praying earlier. So I'm just going to have to let you get murdered. Yeah. Sorry about that. Kind of rough day to sort of forget about your insurance, but yeah, tough one. My tough bad, one, you know. Look, and I know you said "Oh God" earlier, but you were masturbating, so we can't count that. <laughs> That's not something we can count. It's like a three fifths count. That's yeah. what that is. The <laughs> can you imagine too? Like you're arguing, you're trying to argue the point with your fucking Jesus underwriter. Yeah, you know, and you're like, "Well, I I pray at home," and they're like, "Well, home isn't school." Yeah. <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> you know, what matters yeah, What look. matters is that you pray where people can see. And then you're like, well, but doesn't it say in Timothy? And like, shut up. Shut up. Read your policy. Read your policy. <laughs> you're getting murdered. Just deal with it. Do I get to go to heaven? No. Not now you don't. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You, you know, look, if you would have prayed earlier today, we might have let you in. But I'm sorry that you prayed just you just prayed a little too late. You know what? You prayed while you were dying after you've been shot, not before you were dying. So yeah, right, right. You're just like, oh man. So you got to do it when you don't mean it, and that's when it counts the most. Like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, weird. That's how. That's how. It actually reminds me of actual homeowners insurance. I remember my house. What I had a house that flooded in the basement, and I had sump pump coverage. And so they're like, yeah, it's cool. You're everything's covered except the sump pump. And I was like, well, wait a minute. The reason it fa- the reason it flooded was because the sump pump broke. And they're like, yeah, well, we don't replace the sump pump. We'll just replace all of the damage caused by the faulty sump pump, but not the sump pump itself. And I was like, what? that is the sh- most short-sighted thinking. You can't actually think more short-sighted than Why that. Why on earth would that? That's the dumbest. That That is a policy made up by an idiot. <laughs> it's it's outrageous. Because... And because the thinking is that they, and I actually, I uh, we had a, a somewhat terse conversation <laughs> <laughs> regarding this very subject, as it turns out. Um, and not because I cared about buying a new sump pump, but because it was so asinine, I simply had to. Sure. So, it's, at a certain point, you're just like, I'm not, a, I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed that you're that stupid. Right. Well, I said, I said, well, but I, I can't, I simply cannot get there. You have to help me understand. They're like, well. You've got to understand that what insurance does is it covers damage. The sump pump isn't damaged. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you got me there, bro. Yeah, man. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. It's like it's like if your house catches on fire, they don't buy you new fire. 
Yes. That's true. You can't, like, you can claim everything, but you can't be like, and I had an eternal flame in yeah. my living room. <laughs> yeah, I had, and like, four. put it out. Is there any way you could replace my four faulty space heaters? <laughs> Is that <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> well, we, no, sorry. You get to use those same old space heaters. <laughs> they made it. They made it through the fire. Yeah. They're okay. Put them in your new house. We'll build for you. Wait, you know, the, the only thing prayer's going to save you from is like a fucking, I don't even know, like a fucking, like a ghost or something. Right. I guess yeah. if you're going to get murdered by Candyman, maybe the prayer would save you. <laughs> it will help. The thing is, prayer is an effective tool to use against other imaginary shit. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like... So if you're being attacked by the Loch Ness Monster... Then you could throw a Bigfoot at it, right? You could just throw him <laughs> in a fucking... you could pray. That's it. Either one is perfectly yeah. fine. Or you, you could actually Bigfoot. pray to Bigfoot. I would have just pray to Bigfoot. <laughs> That's what it... But this is the same guy. Like, to give you an idea, and I think, I think the, the funny thing is that I think sheriffs are elected... In Indiana, I know that sure, they're elected yeah, here. Yeah. I believe they're also elected in Indiana. Yeah, they're elected wrong, but... by how well they play the banjo, it turns out. <laughs> dude, Indiana is fucking weird. It smells Yeah, like dude, I was mulch. just in Indiana, and you're right, it smells. I was it, just there. It, it, it legitimately smelled weird, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole, like, all of I-65 smells like wet mulch. Yeah, I-65 is just, and it's also the most painfully boring country. It's just as boring as I-55 in Illinois. Yeah, well, no, I, but I think it's... Here's why I-65 is worse. There's always a tragic and fatal accident on I-65. <laughs> Every time I'm on I-65, yeah. I have a picture. Uh, I was driving north on I-65 my way home from Columbus, Ohio. And there was on the on the southbound lanes, there was a car that was a car in word only that was left over from whatever it looked like the fucking hand of God ripped it in two and then set it on fire and then shat on it. The car had been so fucked up. And that has been my experience every time I'm on 65. It's like there's going to be a traffic jam and it is going to be, be, be the result of some horrifying, horrifying multi-casualty injury on yeah, I-65. It, it's either that or there's a truck in the fucking left lane. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what are the other? People not from America are like, I don't care about I-65. I don't care about places that aren't in America. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even believe in them. <laughs> now, the concern, obviously, is if this isn't, isn't bottled up in San Francisco, this kind of nonsense, then it's going to be spreading across the entire fruited plain, and you're going to be going to your Burger King in Des Moines, Iowa, and you're going to have a rainbow-colored... Rapper for your Whopper. So this story comes from the Raw story. Christian group investigating family and staff of 2016 candidates to expose gay sympathizers. Well, it fucking begins. Here we are. We're, you know, 16, 18 months away from the from the election time. And uh, an evangelical Christian organization is is calling on its pastors to investigate presidential candidates, right wing or left wing. I don't think they care. Uh, to expose anybody who is either a secret gay or who supports LGBT rights. So they actually call this hate vetting. That's what this is called. Wow. So they, they, you gotta, I've decided that's what it's called. It's hate vetting. Uh, if you're not hateful enough, you can't possibly be the, the candidate du jour. Uh, I like that, that term. We should coin it. I think it's, it's really accurate. 100,000 pastors 
that are, and it says here, they're working with 100,000 pastors to mobilize Christian voters to also dig up dirt on people connected to presidential candidates. Um, I also heard, and this is so that they can expose, as you said, gay sympathizers, what they called gay sympathizers. And I also heard that the Amish have mobilized 10 covered wagons to look for zipper sympathizers. <laughs> well, they, they mobilize the wagons, yeah. but, you know... <laughs> It's not all that impressive to mobilize a wagon. You know, it's like. It's already got wheels on it, guys. It's like a fucking wheeled barn, folks. It's the original RV. They have a a wagon raising ceremony every Wednesday. (laughs) Every day is Oregon Trail Day when you're Amish. (laughs) Every day you could literally die of dysentery. You know, when I when I read this, the first thing I thought is, what a bunch of fucking dinosaurs. I know. Because right now, it's something like 39 states that have some sort of provision for gay people to be married or civil union or recognition of civil unions. And there's still some holdout fucking bigot states, but they're all the irrelevant states, the ones you forgot about, you know? They're all the irrelevant states. Or Texas. And... You just have this you have this feeling that at a certain point, uh, there's just not going to be any more traction on this issue. There's there's the holdouts and there will be the holdouts. They're going to be I mean, because look, man, there's still holdouts for segregation, for Christ's sakes. You're, those people exist. Those people know, are out. Right. There. They're just <laughs> silent. They're just silent because now this many years after segregation has been you know outlawed and after the civil rights movement. There, you know, those people, when they say their hateful, bigoted shit in front of a gr- big group of people, they don't just get stares. They get people to say, "Hey, buddy, shut the fuck up." Right. Nobody needs to. Nobody. Nobody needs to hear that anymore. Nobody cares about that sort of that sort of thinking anymore. So, this is this is what's going to happen within the next few years, and I'm I dare say within the 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 next presidential election after this one, it may be. That the Republican Party doesn't even care anymore about this issue. That there's there's a point where they just say, we, we can't, there's nothing we can do. We're done. They may have, you know, an openly gay platform at that point where they say, well, that's fine. We're totally for fucking gay rights. Let's, let's fucking rock this shit. Because at a certain point, you're never, ever, ever going to get the the uh the people who care about social issues on your side if you if you fucking run on this platform you're just gonna fucking you're gonna go extinct that's just what's gonna happen there's no way i would ever vote for a candidate who was uh pro traditional family or whatever fucking way they try to spin it you know i wonder cecil it's an interesting point i i I wonder if the next big third party candidate won't come from the Christian right as the Republican Party perhaps jettisons their ties. Right. So in other words, what I mean by that is that right now the Republican Party is so tied to the Christian right that they have no choice but to take these hardline uh, regressive stances on a variety of social issues. Um, and, and these and these stances are going to turn around and bite them in the ass. You know, their their stance on on a host of of, of issues, uh, climate change, because um, uh, that has a religious component to it, as we've seen time and time and time again, climate change, you know, abortion, uh, gay rights, 
Um, what what are the other big issues that the Christian right really yeah. mobilizes around? At some point, the Republicans are smart. You know, they're not. These are not. These are not genuinely stupid people. There are smart, strategic thinkers that are deciding what the issues are that they need to be on the side of in order to gather votes. And they're going to recognize that uh, generationally, these are not the issues. And so they're going to they're going to bail. I agree with you. They're going to bail on those issues and they're going to have to adopt some they, kind of new platform. They already have, Tom. Look at what happened in Indiana within the last couple of months. That's a that's a traditionally right. red state. That's a state that has uh, it has Republican House of Con- House and uh, Congress members. It has a Republican governor. It has, uh, you know, they voted yeah, for yeah. they voted for uh, Mitt Romney in 2012 on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. They voted. I'm sure they voted for McCain, too. So you're looking at, you know, I mean, this is a traditionally red state. And look at what happened when that RFRA stuff came in. And all those people were like uh, all the young people of that of that state all stood up and said no. And they immediately said, oh, we fucked up. We are sorry. We are going to change our minds. And that is going to happen more and more and more and more. They can't win anymore. They can't, even in their own states, they can't win anymore. Why why does there have to be stock footage? add to this story Um, this story from fucking news 24 husband sets wife on fire in pakistan honor killing and there's fucking shutterstock image of just a fucking fiery blaze just in case you were like but i wonder what that would look like what does fire look like again oh Oh. thanks shutterstock that's the orange hot stuff (laughs) that's the So a Pakistani man and his father, because, you know, you got to get pops involved, which sure. it's all in the family. Um, they were arrested. Thankfully, they were arrested. Um, in they a, were in arrested honor- on some good charges, too. Yeah, dude, they fucking brought the house they down They fucking that got shit. him for murder and terrorism. Terrorism. Yeah. Well, they set the son's wife on fucking fire for leaving the house without asking his fucking permission. And where did she go, Cecil? She went to her sister's house. <laughs> so the Jesus. only rational response was to beat her, right? Then douse her in petrol, right? That's gasoline in America, yeah. And then set her on fire. Oh. That's just fucking not a place, man. God, that's thanks, just not Obama. how you. <laughs> You're a dick. That's awesome. I literally have no idea how you could connect this to, you know, it's not a U.S. imperialism this time that, that, that they would pull out. What they would say is that it's a cultural thing. Right. They would yeah, say, oh, sure. well, you see, this has nothing to do with Islam. It's a cultural thing. But what they don't understand is that Islam is intertwined with that culture. Right. And this isn't just this culture, right? This isn't just just Pakistan. It's other countries that participate in honor killings. So if it's other countries in other places of the world, where are they getting it from? I would also point out <clears throat> related links. Daughter dies in honor killing. Family hacked to death in honor killing. 
Pakistani family sent to death over honor killing. It's not a fucking isolated incident. Right. Honor killings, it's, it's, you know, I was looking at, at something earlier today. It's a thousand people die every year in Pakistan alone in honor killings. There's nothing, there is no such thing as an, as an honor killing outside of a, outside of an honor culture, right? And, and to your point, that shit comes from somewhere. And these are nation states that, ex, that, that, that they are so intertwined with their, their religious identity and their cultural identity are one and the same. You cannot disassociate the two. Um, the, you know, this is, this is a, this is a country where, you know, we covered a story where a dude uh, and his wife, if I remember right, were were their legs were bro- broken and they were thrown into a kiln and burned yeah, yeah, to death yeah, yeah. because they, you know, fucking got grumpy about a book. It's you cannot disassociate culture with religion in in Pakistan or in many parts of the of the world where, uh, you know, their system of laws um, are all based on on religious principles. Well, they all have the same religious principles, right? So in right. Libya, there's honor killings. I'm looking at I'm just did a search for honor killings, right? And so in Libya, you're looking at Middle East, North Africa, Iran, Jordan, uh, Afghanistan. Uh, you know, you're looking at all these places yeah. where where's these... Norway on there, man. Yeah, I mean, like, where's right. fucking Sweden? Well, where's Canada Norway? was on there a couple of years ago, but they were immigrants and they were they were Islamic, right? So, you know, look, I'm not saying that everybody who's a fucking who practices Islam is capable of honor killings. I'm saying that the books actually allow it. So some people fucking say, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Get rid of the books. You might get rid of the honor killings. Well, and look at two who gets killed in these honor killings. It's always women. Why can't it be the granddad? <laughs> Why can't we get rid of granddad? I don't know. Fucking, he's just sucking up the social security anyway. That home is expensive. Give me a break. And I want his watch. <laughs> the fuck? You know, how do you, how do you say like, oh, dad, I got a problem. My wife went to her sister's house. Oh, I know. Gosh. Oh, we should set her on fire. Jeez. How what? furious would you be if your son came to you with that news? Oh, my oh, gosh. You're like, my wife went. To her sister's house, be like, fucking, what's the second half of the story? (laughs) Like, because the second half of the story better be my, you know, my wife went to her sister's house and they fucked the entire fire department. And then they killed our son or something. Okay. Yeah, because even that, like, I'd be like, well, fucking have. Get a divorce. I don't. There's others. There's always a better solution. There's never. I can't even imagine. Where you're like, hmm, after having considered all of my rational options, I've decided to set you on fire. Exactly. On fire. Yeah. I will say that there is a hot wife joke in there that I just didn't want to make. Oh, no. (laughs) Is trusting God important? It's the only thing that gets favor from him. He doesn't respond to pain or tears or heartache. He only responds to being believed. Well, if you've ever wondered how we choose candidates uh, or how candidates choose to be candidates here in the states uh politico this story will answer the question john kasich awaits signal from god on presidential bid ohio governor john kasich continued to single his signal his intent in running for president but first he's got to wait for god to give him the green light cecil actually if i would go the opposite direction in this because we've seen God's track record when he tells people to run for office. True. And it's been horrid. 
yeah. Michelle Obachman, huh? Rick Perry, Herman Cain, mm-hmm. all three of them flushed out of the last fucking presidential nominees. So okay, that's true. If I were this guy and God were to say to me, hey, Johnny boy, time to run, I'd say, oh, I got a little uh, food in the oven. Yeah. I'm going to be a little busy. Now, if God doesn't say anything to you, might be your time. Might be the time to run, buddy. This, uh, this in any other country would be like, mm, this is pretty much a sign. Yeah, that, you know, no. it's funny. We say that, right? We say in any other country, it would be them signing their own death warrant, right? They would say, fucking, that's the end of your campaign when you say, fucking, God told me to run. Right. And you look at any other Western country, you're probably right. Now, fucking, you go to, like, Iran, I'm sure that they would all say, God told me to run. But you come over here, totally different story. Uh, But the track record's been bad here. So, you know, even if God is telling them to run, and they're using that as a way to show that they are sort of anointed by the Holy Spirit, uh... People aren't falling for it. This guy's got my vote, though, if he goes. He's got all of my votes. John Kaish. Where is he from? Like, what's his credentials? He's the governor of Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a shithole Ohio is. There's nothing. Good Lord. You know what's great about Ohio? There's Nothing? five metropolitan areas, and you can fucking leave every one of them. That's what's great about Ohio. <laughs> you can flee that state in all directions. That's God. the beauty of Ohio. I have I have now spent time in Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland, um, and I have enjoyed leaving all of those places <laughs> with my hope to never return to any of those places. Somebody called and said, that we missed making fun of Cleveland or not Cleveland, um, Columbus, because uh, we got distracted by Indiana and he was super happy. We got distracted by Indiana and we didn't get a chance chance to make fun of Columbus. And I don't think you can make fun of Columbus because the actual atrocities by Columbus, the person are less than going to Columbus. That's true. Like I would like That's I would true. rather sleep in a smallpox infected blanket than go to Columbus. <laughs> I offered before I got sent to Columbus. It was a work thing. I had to go overnight, and I was like, "Can't I just be fired?" Like, <laughs> I would rather. I'm like, I would rather just be homeless. I offered. Oh. I'm like, look, I would, but they're like, literally nobody else will go. Yeah. to Columbus to yeah. do this. Uh, it's that's it. You're the only person we can possibly send. To go do this, and and I offered. I said, you know, I I will just I'll just fucking quit. I'll actually go back in time and quit all of my jobs, and just <laughs> <laughs> I will invent a time machine to be poor in order uh, to not go to Columbus. But uh, alas, it was not. I still had to go, and then drove through Indiana to get there. It's oh, like Jesus. you fucking. You know what I mean? It's like fucking burning yourself put, with cigarettes so that you can get kicked in the balls. They need to put a teleporter right before Gary and one right into Cincinnati. <laughs> That's what they need to do. God. Well, you wouldn't know which one to go in. You know what I mean? You're like, you get in one, you're like, fuck. You get in the other, you're like, fuck. You know what's, you, oh. Seriously, you know Cincinnati is so fucked up. You know you're in a fucking shitty city when you cross the river and you're in Kentucky and you upgrade it. <laughs> There's no fucking 
how the fuck do you upgrade oh, by man. crossing a river into oh. Kentucky? That has God. never happened. When I went to when I went to Kentucky recently, and I had to, we went to uh, we went to like a a, a restaurant. They I had have restaurants. Ask, I had to ask the woman four times what she said. She said it, and I just said, "I was like, these are not words that humans Can I get use." A subtitled. Are you? It sounds like you are banging two rocks together. <laughs> I literally have no idea what you're talking about. And this wasn't the only person. Everybody there. It was like I was in the fucking cantina on fucking Tatooine. I could not understand a word. What anyone was saying. I was like, eat chuda, eat chuda. You show up to Kentucky and it's like it's like you expect there to be an obelisk. Yeah. Right? It's like the it's like the opening sequence. <laughs> Two thousand one, just like I can't do this. It's just, it's just chips banging rock. The whole time you drive through there, you just play "Thus Spoke Zarathustra." It's like, dun, dun, dun. it's a rock-based economy. Oh, it is. Oh gosh. Oh, have you ever, have you ever purchased anything that you suspect was made in Kentucky? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a Louisville Slugger bat. <laughs> that's yeah. Like other than other than alcohol, which is just there to numb the pain of yeah. living in Kentucky. <laughs> of living in Kentucky, yeah. Any serious Christian law is going to say that one of the primary teachings of Christianity is that you love your neighbor as yourself. Can you love your neighbor as yourself and then at the same time knee him in the face as hard as you can? So this story comes from TheAge.com, Victoria. Father who beat children with cricket bat refused working with children check so a teacher who beat his children with a miniature cricket bat because he believed the bible required him to do so can no longer legally work with children he should no longer be able to legally do stuff (laughs) work (laughs) he should be fucking stamping license plates somewhere although i will say that um, you know, when you actually read this, what he what he did was he smacked their bare bottom. So it sounds like and this was a miniature uh, cricket, like autographed cricket back. So what I'm picturing and I may be wrong is here in the States that, you know, like sometimes you go to like baseball games and they give out free crap that you fucking yeah, throw yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking of those little like souvenir baseball bats. Yeah, yeah. That they, you know, because that for me, like that was always the prize. That was My cool. buddy used to keep one of those in his car as like a fucking little mini sap. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Your buddy needs help. Really? <laughs> yeah, he used to keep one in the car Man. just in case. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I mean, no, his I keep... name was Justin Case. That was his name. <laughs> I mean, I keep I keep a gun, but yeah, you know, <laughs> let's not get crazy yeah. here, right? Well, that's I'm fucking American, of so, course. You know, Jesus, I just have... I keep a bat, but it's actually attached to the front of my gun like a fucking <laughs> like, a bro- like, like a bayonet. It's a bat bayonet i just what i do is i don't i don't hit people i just poke them i'm just like huh what 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 at the, at the edge of the bat is a taser, at the edge of the taser. <laughs> no and on the t- and then the taser is actually attached to a pit bull collar <laughs> and the pit bull has a harness i can ride and right. it has howitzers on it <laughs> And on the pit bull collar, <laughs> I have two extra security guards that and just stand next to me. And and all of that is strapped to an ICBM. Yeah. <laughs> just shoot. Oh. Wait, so, is, it, is it a cricket back or is it a wicket? What's the wicket? 
Is wicket something? I think a wicket is part of cricket. Shut the fuck I up. I swear to you, dude, it's like a wicket is Wait. a thing. I thought, wasn't Wicket the name of one of those little, like, Ewok? fuzzy Ewok guys? Yeah, it was, but it's also a thing. Like, Wicket E. Wicket e Warwalk or something like that was the name Wicket. of the, the, the Ewok. Bat? But then also Cricket and Wicket. There's a thing that's a Wicket, but oh, I don't Wicket. know if it's the bat. Yeah, because I've heard, like, Sticky Wicket. Like, it's a, st- a Sticky Wicket! That's not a... No, I was that's talking it. about that's talking about anal sex with the Ewoks. I think that's well, that's the part I'm interested in. It's a sticky wicket. <laughs> Just it. I'd fucking Ewok. do Ewoks scritch. I wonder. Ewok. That's all they can do. <laughs> they just like rub fur on each other. That's it. They're just because yeah, yeah, I mean, trying to find the acorn in that fucking patch there would be a little hard. I think. <laughs> the acorn. In the patch. <laughs> that's why you just fuck them in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Why is anybody listening to this show anymore? We're not even talking. We're talking about fucking Ewoks in the mouth. We're not even talking about fucking a guy who just beat his children with a bat. Yeah. Well, a wicket, by the way, is a set of stumps and balls or the pitch or the dismissal of a batsman. So they can't even figure out. I do what the what? Yeah, it's a it's a cricket term. Oh, it's like a it's like a multi-purpose term. Right. So you just you just always say wicket. If you're playing cricket, it's like it's like imagine if the Smurfs created a game, <laughs> they would just call everything the Smurf. <laughs> Smurf and Smurf, Smurf. Well, he smurfed that Smurf with the Smurf. It's as nonsensical as Quidditch. There you go. There's your Harry Potter reference. Oh man, we're gonna get fucking hammered too. Because I remember when we mentioned cricket before, somebody like laid into us because they didn't like that we said that cricket was irrelevant. Yeah, they were like cricket's actually the most watched sport in the world. It's like yeah, okay. But, all right, but not, <laughs> but not by important people. <laughs> oh, oh my man. god! All well, right, you know, anyway. the one thing—the reason why we're talking about this story—and let's get back to the story. Okay. The reason why we're talking about this story is because in the story they talk about specifically that this person says that they did it and they admitted to it because the Bible says to do it. Because the Bible is like it's basically the to train up a child verses. Yeah, and if you and if and when he was when he was interviewed, he said, "Now uh, this is really important." He said he quoted the Bible to explain that he used the cricket bat as a rod of correction, stating foolishness is bound up in the child. If you use the rod of correction, it will drive that foolishness from our hands. We from from the child. We don't use our hands because our hands are used for loving. <laughs> then he what? said. That, then he said. Then what? He, <laughs> then he said. <laughs> Then he made the children expose their buttocks because if they wear clothing, it's not going to hurt. And there's no point in that. Um, so he's per- – I mean th- – but this goes back to the whole – because I really – it really doesn't sound much different in all actuality than spanking, right? Right. But spanking shouldn't be a thing. Like you don't need to beat – you don't need to fucking physically hit your children in order for them to respect you, in order for them to stop doing the shit you don't want them to do, there is there is no fucking evidence at all that spanking is an effective disciplinary tool. At all. And there's even less evidence that miniature bats or wickets or crickets or fucking midgets are effective tools for discipline. Like, you can't, you just don't hit your fucking kids with things. But at least in fucking Australia, if you do, they arrest you for it. Here, you just be like, fucking Jesus, I can get away with it. 
Yeah, and and we got we've gotten email from people all over the world that say, "What the fuck is with hitting your kids? Why is that a thing?" And I know that there are some people out there who say like, "Oh, you know, you got to fucking lay the beats on your kids so you can get them to respect you." There's not anything I respect that winds up yeah, hurting. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're not like, um, because the thing is that like, there's no, there's nothing inherent about children that they respond to physical violence differently than you or I would respond to physical violence. Can you imagine if you're like, if that were the case, then you know, discipline in other areas of your life would be corporal, right? You should be able to be like, oh, you fucked up. You didn't sell that account. Fucking get in the boss's office so you fucking pull down your pants and have black you with a bat. Right? That'd be like, that would be crazy. It would be crazy. That would be the best workplace, though, because you'd never get fired. You'd get beat the fuck, but you'd never get fired. I'd be on Reddit all day. Are you kidding me? You're already on Reddit all day. Hey, shut up, you. <laughs> Nobody fucking asked you. I'm done with this story. I'm done with you. You can't be done with me. You wouldn't exist out here without me. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing would happen if you didn't do it. Uh. Nothing. Father, I ask that you would forgive us for taking prayer out of the schools. Father, when that happened, secular humanism flooded in. Father, it began to penetrate every part of the curriculum. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? This is from Right Wing Watch. Alan West blames football injuries? Okay. The fucking what? On church-state separation? Okay, you may as sounds... well blame it on fucking tarantulas. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you're just going to, like, just name things you don't like. Sure. Like, I think tarantulas are horrifying. Oh, and yeah. I recently discovered there's a subreddit for tarantulas. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, there's a subreddit for people that love tarantulas, and they post pictures of their tarantulas. Reddit's a weird place to hit random on, dude. I'm telling you, I know we were talking about this earlier. Spend an hour just hitting that random button no, and you will lose all faith in humanity. I won't do it. But, but truly. Because it's like one of those things, like it's like it's 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 watching a, I don't know, like a Lars Van Trier movie where you're just like, I know. Sooner or later somebody's gonna chop their own penis off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And that's the movie where you don't see Kirsten Dunst naked. Oh, I don't know that that's a plus. Uh, it, was, oh, it, was, it was not a minus. Yeah, we got to just play this. Like, no, just I'll play, play it. This. Let, me, let me call it up here real quick because I have to do a thing with another thing. And I don't know. Just do a technology edit. All right. Let me play Lee Greenwood while we wait. Oh, no. Oh, God. I just wish, I just wish a stranger would jab an ice pick into my ears right now. That's God all I'm asking for. So bad. Okay, so this is Adam West, uh, who used to be Batman. Who's talking? I'm kidding. It's not Adam West. It's Alan <laughs> West talking in front of a church, and somebody's doing the Citizen Kane shot on him, looking straight up at him from the ground. You know, one of the great traditions at the University of Tennessee is that before every football game, they're on Rocky Top in Knoxville, Nayland Stadium, beautiful venue right on the Tennessee River. A local minister is called in to give a prayer before the football game. 
And how do I know that that tradition continues? Because I went back to Knoxville for the Tennessee-Alabama football game, and it was still going on. <coughs> <laughs> well, the person is clearing there. So... <laughs> that guy should do the intro to our show. He <laughs> but yet there was a group out of Wisconsin called the Freedom From Religion Foundation that actually sent the University of Tennessee a letter that said, you will cease and desist this practice of praying before football games. Well, because you're a state fucking school. Yeah. I mean, of course they did, because the separation of church and state is a thing. And they're funded by tax dollars. Right. You're not... You wanted to go to a... You know, it's not like there's a fucking... There's no fucking Christian colleges in the United States exactly. that you could right. go to. You know, that's the thing. Like, I went to a school... I You went to a college where the fucking Freedom From Religion Foundation could have sent them a letter and they'd look at it and be like, Fuck you. Yeah. Strong. Fuck you running. Let me yeah. send you a letter. Fuck I'm a free- private university. I get to do what right. the fuck. I'll do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> fucking spike that letter. Fucking, right? They'll wrap that letter around their dick and jerk off it. <laughs> you kidding me? You can't. You know, the thing is, is like, uh, it, and, and the way he says it, <laughs> it makes it seem like there's no fucking, not a single fucking Christian school in the United States. I know, right? Like, like this the, is the only there's option. There's no way that these, all these poor people, these poor oppressed people who could easily spend uh, uh, the money that it would take to go to a, another school to go play football for those schools. And it's not like Christian schools aren't top football teams either. There's like a Texas Christian University, the Horned Frogs or whatever. I don't even know. Fuck but you, like, no. No, I think that they're called the Horned Frogs. No, now horned I gotta look fro- it up. Frogs can't have Don't horns. make me look it up. That's. I'm making you look that Texas up. Texas Christian University is what it's called. TCU, I think. Well, I think that's fucking dumb. Yeah, they're the, they're the Horned Frogs. Horned Frogs? <laughs> The horned frogs. Yeah, but like they're like a they're like a top twenty five team uh, in football. So it's not like you can't go to a Christian university. And I'm sure there's there's plenty of other Christian universities. That's just one that comes to mind. But there's there, there it's not like you can't go to a Christian university and play football because you can. You right. can totally do it. It's not like and, and you could go there. And I bet you. The, all of your horned frogs get together before a fucking football game, join hands and pray. Dude, I still can't believe they're called the horned frogs. I'm never getting over that. I love the one. The shockers are my favorite. The Wichita <laughs> State shockers. Great... <laughs> That's my favorite. As as David Michael would say, two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> and we're with that. There we go. We're and that's the, it. That's, that's the end of the just show. Cancel right the whole. Yeah. Pro- we're never going to make it to six sixty six at this rate, Cecil. Uh, no, but seriously, this fucking guy is is basically making it sound like there's it, it's such an oppressive fucking then, then reject all the state state money and turn into a Christian school. Right, and it's also not like if you're a uh, a, a talented football player who plays college ball, you're not like oh man, I have no choices. With regards to my, uh, you know, educational courses, I just fucking go to want to take a fucking scholarship at one of those other schools. But you know, the thing is, is like they don't want to because they want to go to these other high name schools. Well, you got to give some things up. Yeah, that's it. You, you know, went to they, a state university. State state university is too fucking bad. Cry me a river out of your fucking goddamn money after you go to fucking the NFL after you're done. Right? <laughs> you can't play ball for fucking Liberty U. Yeah. Well, you Maybe probably you can. can. I don't know. 
nobody would care if you played like, ball for Liberty like, U. <laughs> Flag football and right, it is. you know it would be American flag football, <laughs> <laughs> and they would just blast Lee Greenwood the whole time. And it's not like, a ball; it's a Bible. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and instead of putting the instead of getting the the football to the end zone, you actually like you 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 actually take a bull and you throw it on the fucking altar, <laughs> and that's that's how you get the. And the extra point is being able to pour water on it yeah, three times. Yeah, pour water on it. And then light yep. it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these Quidditch. soggy bowls just don't light like they should, you know? And see, I remember growing up in the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia. I went to Grady High School, and I, was, I played football. And we didn't have all this high-speed gear and everything like that. There was no such thing about targeting. I mean, you were not a tough football player unless you did try to hit someone head on. <laughs> And even in high school, before every game, at Grady Stadium, a pastor would come down and pray over that football game. I don't remember catastrophic injuries. I don't remember anyone getting carted off that field. I didn't know carted was two words. It, it is. You just have to stop in the middle of it. <laughs> well, you know, the reason you don't remember it is because he had so many concussions. Yeah. You can't remember anything. It's not like God is fucking like, like shielding them in armor. That it, this guy just is making this up. He has no stats. He's like, I just don't remember it. Well, you, just because you don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, there's a lot of things that that once we start paying attention to them, they seem more prevalent. But that's because there's a focus on these things. It's also the case too that, and I, I mean, granted, my football history, you know, and knowledge is is weak. To but. I, I have heard on NPR <laughs> that it is also the case that as our gear has improved, it has given people a sense of imperviousness yes, on the absolutely, field. Absolutely, yeah. And so they do hit harder. They lead with their shoulders. They lead with they lead with the armor that we've given them. So as we've as we've encased our players in better uh, padding and harder plastics um, and more durable materials. The, the hits that they attempt grow harder and harder. And it is also for certain the case that our athletes grow stronger and faster Absolutely, year yeah. after year. Yeah. So so it's not like so. So even if even if you bought into his bullshit, unscientific fucking I just don't remember it. So it didn't happen worldview. Right. And you decided, like, well, why would there be an increase in in fucking catastrophic injuries? You could actually answer that question. Yeah, you certainly could. It wouldn't be because Jesus loves football players the mostest. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, is you're totally right about the armor thing. Because I'll tell you what. Would you rather run face first into another person or would you rather get in like a fucking little skid steer and run that into another human and how fast would you go like another skid steer i would go as fast as i could right <laughs> or a fucking bulldozer i would go as fast as i could that's as actually, fast as that bulldozer would go is how fast i would go i, I mean we've talked about this that's how i want to die i want to die in a in a fucking gladiatorial skid steer fight that's what i want to do too i want to have like a whole show <laughs> That's not those robots that fight. It's right. like people in fucking. I I don't want the UFC anymore. I've been like I'm fucking desensitized to the UFC. I see a guy fucking get punched and his eyeball nearly hanging. I don't care anymore. I'm like whatever. I'll fucking I'll eat a chicken sandwich and watch that. 
What I want is I want big fucking like construction equipment <laughs> that fucking fights in a big arena and it's like the crane versus the fucking uh, the 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 steamroller or something just to right. see what the fuck you know cuz they do those fucking like uh simulations on history channel where they're like oh well, what happened if a fucking polar bear fought a shark or whatever I know, right? <laughs> like fucking that's a real recurrence guys polar bear versus a shark I don't know. And they get scientists to weigh in. I know. It's amazing. Well, the shark has more teeth. Okay, great. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Uh, But, but, uh, but I would love to see the fucking, cause you're not, you don't have scientists then. You have like working guys who are like, yeah, fucking, when I'm driving that thing, I'd fucking run the fuck over a crane. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I, I will tell you what, man. That is the fucking future. Oh, that is the that future is. because it settles the age. UFC oh. UFC started. That's a perfect analogy. It started to answer the age old bar bet question. Yeah, who would win in a fight, a sumo wrestler <laughs> or a ninja? Right? Yeah. Like, that's a thing that happened. So, yeah. like, it, and it's like, well, it turns out it's the ninja. As a matter of fact, it's always it. the ninja. It's always the ninja. But now this answers the next generation's yes, questions. Right? Absolutely. Who wins in a fight? You know, a dump truck. Or a fucking forklift. Right. Yes. You know, yes. We will fight these things to the death. Oh, and gosh. Why, are they, why does that not exist right now? I can't. Um, you uh, know, it exists in Japan. It right? would only, you know? And it would be better is if they, if they gave them like 24 hours to be in a junkyard and modify them. So it could be like, first of all. It could be like Junkyard Wars. <laughs> right. Which, which show needs to return to television, by oh. the way? So it could be like Junkyard Wars. You could get fucking voiceover narration, drawing, like, sketching on blueprints. and oh. be like, Johnny and his team have decided to take the forklift <laughs> and add a... <laughs> and they've, they've sharpened the prongs of the forklift oh, to penetrate God. the armor of the uh, dump truck's fuselage. Oh. And, you know? and, like, I, and, okay, so, so whoever out there takes this idea and runs with us... Just let us be the announcers. Oh, just yeah, let us be the, be the announcers. announcers. I don't know. Is it announcing if you go, oh, my God. He's gonna... <laughs> I would I would contend you're announcing something. <laughs> I would I would have to change my shorts between every round. <laughs> I'm just saying I would I would be unable to be filmed because the throbbing oh. erection of excitement that I would have. <laughs> No one would notice. Who are you kidding? <laughs> well, we've got very good cameras now. Thank yeah, no, you. it's true. Even in HD, they wouldn't notice though. <laughs> oh, we'd have to get those. We have to get those cameras they use for the BBC nature documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> We're like insect like, like an amoeba. Uh, Watch as this mite jumps to the. Oh my god! He can just see his penis. <laughs> It's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus himself, out of their private means. Some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight the blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it. God this is for blessings on my family. So this story comes in the Patheos blogs as well as from the Progressive Secular Humanist blog. 
televangelist Creeflo Dollar. <laughs> I like to call him Creflo. Creflo. Is it Creeflo or Creflo? I don't know because I would never meet this person. <laughs> I think you know. Does it? Does it? Does it? It doesn't matter though either. Like Creeflo or Creflo, they both sound like a discount barber. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like something sold at a bad infomercial, you know? It's like, hey, it's the Cree Flow set and forget it hair removal system. Set it and forget it. <laughs> you just lay down with this thing on your face. <laughs> set it and forget it. Removes unsightly face skin. <laughs> It's basically, it's basically a floby with all the guards off of your it. Face. It's, it's like shaving with a circular saw. Oh, you can't use it with acne. No matter what you do, forget it. Oh shit. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> my pastor's last name is Dollar. Is that legit? <laughs> But he's not in it for the money. <laughs> it would be like, it'd be like if like uh, you like made up a name. You're like, I the people are so gullible. I can literally call myself <laughs> Pastor Scammy McSteals a lot. Exactly. It'd be like I could call myself. Give me your money. <laughs> It'd be like in the Catholic Church if, like, you're like, oh, this is Father McRapey Kids. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're an imam, this is like, uh, I don't even know, like, Amir Burn the Bride or something. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound Islamic. Are we kidding? Oh, God. Uh uh, so Creflo Dollar, so, oh yeah, this Creflo, is the same fucking idiot who wanted everybody to donate. Maybe to it's his... a maybe it's an SC. Maybe it's like a Sereflo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh maybe the scam is silent. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's late. Oh. So this is awesome. <laughs> this is the worst show we've ever done. <laughs> Don't get ahead this, of yourself. This show, this show is the worst thing we've ever created. We'll it's do just worse. us talking about. We start to talk about things, and then nothing gets talked about. Eh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the sound. If you listen, it's the sound of ten million iPods shutting, shutting off. off. There weren't 10, 10 million. million iPods even 10 starting million. this. Who yeah. are we kidding? 10 iPods. <laughs> <laughs> People are just hucking their earbuds out bus windows. Oh, God. I'd rather hear nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> They're like stabbing pens into their ears so they can never hear anything again. <laughs> oh, shit. We haven't got through the headline. We haven't all gotten right, through. So okay. for Kurt Serifero. So, yeah. Creeflo Dollar. Uh, maybe it's claims, dollar. Maybe we're mispronouncing. It's true. We maybe we're not giving them enough credit. It could be. It could be French, right? It's, it's dollar. Yeah. So, but it's not. It's fucking Creeflo dollar. It's the same guy who wanted the money for his helicopter, right? No, or his airplane. It's a jet. Oh, Come on, sorry. he doesn't want a helicopter. He wants a fucking jet. I was being ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's claiming now that Pokemon is it Pokemon or Pokemon? 
I do, the, see now that's the thing is that this whole headline is impossible for us to read. Because <laughs> what's the next word? Homosexuality? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think the kids are calling it homosexuality these days. <laughs> Pokemon causes homosexuality. So this is my favorite thing. So he released a study from his Creeflow Dollar Ministry. Right. That a doesn't study. seem biased. A study claiming that teens of the 80s and 90s had their sexuality warped by Ash and his fruity friends. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have nothing to say about this. Yeah, what, do, what, what, what do you say about a guy who says that a cartoon turned someone gay? That's someone who has, who has no idea about human sexuality, and he's just looking for something to point to in popular culture to demonize. Yeah, well, and it, it's either that or actually understand how, like, the whole uh, continuum and spectrum of human sexuality uh, works, and that seems hard. That is seems there like really... a is there like a nine and a half floor joke that we can make about Pokemon that the Pokemon people would get? I don't know because I'm not a Pokemon dude. Because those people really loved your nine and a half floor or whatever that yeah, is. The nine, yeah, floor nine and three quarters, the Hogwarts Sh- that's what reference. I meant. Yeah, nine and, yeah. Nine and three was, quarters. They loved it, first of all, because it was awesome. I don't know about that. It was it awesome. Was, it was certainly a reference. Come on, make, it, <laughs> make a Harry Potter reference and then we can close this out. I can't. I don't know what offhand it's relevant. <laughs> God damn it. You're not good at the Harry Potter references like right off, off the, the bat like that? No. Isn't Dumbledore gay? No, they. Uh, well, I think I think didn't J.K. Rowling after she wrote the books come out and just randomly decide he was gay? I think we talked about this at one point because it kind of pissed me off because he's not a real person, <laughs> so he doesn't actually have sexuality. Well, no, I mean it, it, he does if he if he exhibits it in the books, though, doesn't he? But he doesn't ever he doesn't ever have any sexuality in the books at all. Yeah, and so. Like he's a dude, like he's a character in books. He can't exist outside the character in the books, because he's not a real person. It's like the author can't just be like, "Guy's yeah, gay." Like that doesn't work that way. He doesn't. There is no he. The he is only in the books. You're gonna get a million emails about this. Right, you know be that? Gay if he wants to be gay. <laughs> Who are you to tell Dumbledore he can't be gay? <laughs> Who are you to tell a pokey? What is the what? Pikachu? He can't a be pika- gay. Yeah. How do you know Squirtle's not squirting in the other Squirtle or whatever? <laughs> I got to admit, though, looking at this, though, they all look gay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not bagging on Pokemon because I don't really know, but they they kind of all look gay. The Pokemon characters or the cars? Yeah. They're just super fucking Japana happy, dude. <laughs> Isn't that's, that gay? That's how. <laughs> happy means gay, Tom. It's all fucking it's it's either this or tentacle porn. That's it. Like it's, <laughs> no, what I think you're not seeing is the tentacle porn. That, that's in this why picture. they all look so happy because they're, they're all, all getting happy. <laughs> Actually, it's if you like look at this Pokemon image, hentai, please don't send us that. Please don't no, send us that. No, no, please no, no, don't no. send us send that. Send us no hentai. But if you look at this and imagine that all of them underneath are getting fucking yeah, tentacles. Yeah, absolutely. Like fucking yeah, sure. Like, There's ah! like Cthulhu's underneath them giving them the goose. <laughs> You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This story is from uh, Raw Story. Uh, Pat Robertson, smack your children to protect them from evil (laughs) devil music in their iPods. (laughs) Chase my picture, smack 
he wants to smack your children because, and I want to quote here, because he says to the kid, I know he's only 11, but he's just a little twerp. So we're going to play Pat Robertson here. Call an 11-year-old a twerp. Literally the only type of people that Pat Robertson can actually intimidate are 11-year-olds and younger. (laughs) Pat, this first one is from Marie, who says, My son is 11, and he's recently started listening to music that speaks of the beast within and the infection in people. And it's almost come to the point of me giving up trying to parent him. He's constantly mean and nasty to us, and I worry for his soul. I'm not going to give up on him, and I know the Lord's going to save him. But what can I do to help him become a nicer person and the sweet little boy I miss so much. Well, i tell you what you can do. Recognize he's going into puberty and he's got all those issues. I mean, I, I you know, so some psychiatrists say, oh, remember, he's got puberty issues. But it doesn't hurt to smack a little 11-year-old around a little bit and say, look, kid, I'm your parent. You behave. You're not going to listen to that garbage in my house. If you do, I'm going to tear it up and break those records. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go into a time machine and I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to buy a record and I'm going to break it. I know you can still buy records. Don't send us messages. We're going to get fucking like we're going to get emails from it's dudes like, that fucking have epic beards and flannel and it's fucking like the tight audio pants. files like, man, you can't get good sound. Analog. <laughs> They're going to have their fucking tube amps and their oh, fucking... Oh, God. They're going to tell us that the only way to watch a movie is on a VCR. Right. <laughs> you get such a warm sound. You really analog, do. It's such that. a nice... I love it when the tape makes that hissing sound. <laughs> and there's like a tracking problem. Because <laughs> I have to adjust the tracking of the heads on the electromagnetic tape. Hey, man. Be kind. Rewind. Oh, That's all God. I'm saying. <laughs> I have a little car rewinder next to my TV. <laughs> you leave it in this. You leave it on the fucking back window of your car to oh, return it to Blockbuster. And it's a fucking melted goo tape. <laughs> Do you remember that? You know, like we made products so shitty that you had to fucking rewind it in another thing because know, it would ruin right? your thing. <laughs> What a fucking joke the 90s were. <laughs> All right, so there's more of Robertson. Or, or CDs or whatever. iPods. <laughs> Break CDs iPod. Even iPods. That's the best part. It's like at this point, they're not even really even selling iPods. You yeah. Just buy well, an iPhone. Well, and what I like that he says iPods. Like you keep different songs on separate iPods. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go and be like, where's the double one? Which is the double one? The double song on. We just got my anger music, my <laughs> angry iPod. Hold on a minute. Oh, it's the black iPod. Let me break the black one. <laughs> You know, iPod or however you get that mess. I know he's only 11. He's just a little twerp. (laughs) I can probably take him. That's all I'm saying. He's awesome. He's so bad about it. (laughs) Oh, it's great. You know, I love what he says. Like, uh, you know, he's like, hey, it doesn't hurt to smack an 11. What hurts the fucking 11 year old (laughs) to smack him around a little bit? Come on. Look at Pat. He's got osteoporosis. It would hurt him, too. His bones, he's like fucking Mr. Glass. (laughs) He just turns into dust. (laughs) They have to, like, transplant his head that day. He's ancient papyrus. Like, as soon as he's exposed to air, we need a young, poor body. (laughs) Stab. Give me that 11-year-old that listens to the devil music. 
<laughs> I'll teach you a lesson. I'll graft your head on a Pat Robertson body. You enjoy his soft, shitty, wrinkly body. You see Pat Robertson's giant bobblehead on like a little eleven-year-old body. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Oh, like smooth skin everywhere that gets to the neck, and it's just like it's just a panoply of wrinkles. It's like you the- can like you can like wear his cheeks as a cloak as the eleven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God. shit! And then the mother in the, in the fucking letter is like, "It's gotten to the point where I'm almost tired of parenting him." Like, yeah, I know. Fucking eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give up on me, Dad. You're the, you're, you are a little less than a little more than halfway there at that point. <laughs> I know, right? Could you imagine that? I can't imagine. Could you imagine how the kid would feel if he heard this? Like, oh. moms. Mom's thinking about giving up on God, I'm such a little shit. Like, I, I, I've been listening to fucking System of a Down or whatever makes my fucking parents angry or whatever. And it's like, mom, mom doesn't love me anymore. Oh, that's amazing. I hate this so much. All right, let's play. There's a little more of Pat calling him a twerp. And you make that little twerp behave. He's your kid. He's just a little boy. Yes. Yes. Removing privileges, too, because an 11-year-old can't drive, so they can't go anywhere yeah, well, without you. Yeah, you do. I don't know what, he, what his privilege is, but the thing, there's a lot of evil in the world, and you have to protect kids from evil. And, and, and the best way to do that is to beat them. Right? What do you... I, you know, the thing is, man, like, I agree with you there. Like, you got to protect your kids from evil. That's kind of like one of your most unbelievably basic duties as a parent. Like, it's not like you're like, oh, it's evil. Should we, uh, what should we do? I'm fucking nothing. Let's try nothing. And it's like, but this thing, you don't protect them by beating on them. <laughs> That's actually the evil. And you've got to do it any way you want to. But look, little kids, little boys, I guess you act like you're a single woman and they'll take advantage what? of you. How did did wait. she say she was a single woman? Wait, wait, wait. You act like you're a single woman and they'll di- they'll take advantage of you? We just So in the same thing we're talking about fucking records, child abuse, and then we just throw in some weird fucking single mom misogyny? What is happening with this story? Who is writing to this man? Because they figured if there was a man in the house. Well, she says he's constantly mean and nasty to us. And so. Well, us. Well, then daddy had better get in there. Little kid wouldn't do that with me, I promise you. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they probably would, Pat. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'd beat the shit out of my kids. That's how you. <laughs> That's how you raise up a child. You know what you mean? I just, you just you come at him. You say, "I love Jesus," and I fucking love smacking the shit out of some kids. <laughs> the fuck, <laughs> little kid. Our dry pods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy's home. What? <laughs> he just said that. Big Daddy's home. What are you gonna fucking? I don't know. You to call in your gay lover, Pat? Because that's the only way I would think Big Daddy would be on. <laughs> oh my God, he's really joking about beating little kids. Oh, he's kind of awesome, isn't he? So we want to thank uh, our individual donors, uh, Stephen, Ronnie, and Jacob. Uh, that kind of sounds like a like. 
I don't know, like a heavy metal band. Like <laughs> Ronnie, Steven, and Jacob could get together and, I don't know, do like like a Dio we call are or something. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland! <laughs> uh, thanks, guys, for your individual donations on PayPal. We also want to thank our most recent patrons. Uh, we want to thank Marty, Jeffrey, Kirk, GJ, GJ, that's hard to even say, GJ, Simon, Janet, Jeff, and Joel. Thank you all so very much for uh, for not only donating, but also for that wonderful alliteration there <laughs> at the end. Uh, we, we really yeah. do appreciate it. And we're going to be uh, we're going to be flying down to uh, to Reason Con uh, and using this money to, to travel there. So we want to thank everybody who donates. And uh, so we want to thank you for that, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and whoever uh, it was that donated the dollar seventy three to get us again to whole numbers. Thank you. We got a message from Jennifer who said that we're both wizards and um, there's something about Harry Potter. And then she sent us her magic eight ball earrings. Tom. <laughs> I don't think those are magic eight ball earrings, Cecil. Those are Harry Potter's iconic glasses with the trademark lightning uh, scar directly above Horcrux. Them. Is that his Horcrux? That is a, he does not have a Horcrux, sir. He's a How Horcrux. Is that it? Harry Potter would never commit murder <laughs> and split his soul. How dare you impugn the good name of Harry Potter? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the best, the best part about this <laughs> is that uh, we are having our son's first birthday party, and it is going to be a Harry Potter themed birthday party uh, because he's a baby, and that's what my wife wants. <laughs> Oh no! So you're gonna have to show up. What day is that? That I'm missing yeah. that? What day is it that uh, I'm? It's the day you're showing up. And going to say nice things to my wife. <laughs> what day? What day am I horribly busy again? I'll fill you with beer. You won't even notice. <laughs> you won't even. You won't even notice when I carve this Horcrux into you. All right. So we got a bunch of comments from military people. It's amazing how many uh, military or former military listen to this show. Um, and I, you know, Cecil and I both thought like after we recorded the the bit. Um, that we did about the military and about how, you know, everybody's constantly sort of filleting the military and and you can't ever, uh, you know, even be ambiguous or, or ambivalent about the military. Uh, man, we got so many really positive comments from people in the military like, I hate being treated like a fucking weird, like soldier celebrity. It's fucking yeah. awkward and I hate it. And I was I was very surprised we didn't get a single negative comment about that segment that yeah. we did. I was I was a little shocked. I thought, man, we're gonna piss off somebody with this. Yeah, thing. I thought for sure we would too. But the 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 comments that we got were generally positive. So, um, you know, uh, thank you for your service. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> well, all I know is I will gladly stand up. <laughs> Next to you and defend her shield. I didn't. I didn't actually do uh, that. I would. No, I, I had the opportunity to stand yeah, up, but I but didn't. I went to college I actually, instead. I actually worked for like four years because I had no idea what to do. Right? We got an interesting message. Um, this is from Emily. Uh, Tom, it, it, you just sang her song. <laughs> I know. I probably made her day. She said, so that awful fucking song, you know the one. 
When I was in elementary school in Colorado Springs, no less, at every single assembly, our bemulleted American flag-patterned hammer-pants-wearing gym teacher would get up and sing that song in front of a projected movie of American flags blowing in the wind. We had to stand up, and they encouraged us to sing along. So, yes, it was kind of a pledge, and thinking about it now really creeps me out. Uh, man, how could that not creep you out? That's fucking so weird. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> okay, everybody stand up. We're going to sing an awful Lee Greenwood dude. Oh, God. Oh, okay. It's, it's fucking weird Lee Greenwood time. That's awesome. <laughs> it's just weirder than the pledge because it's like sort of like apropos of nothing. Here's yeah. a shitty country song. We got a message from Brent and he said, listening to your last podcast while at work. Working in the bowels of my local Walmart, uh, I, I noticed this in the back room, and he's got it. There's a stack, an absolute stack of wire coat, hanger, coat hangers, and he says they're being hidden in the meat prep area in the back. <laughs> well, I mean, if they won't pay for contraception, you got to have a right. plan B. You definitely do. Oh, God. <laughs> plan C. Oh, God. Uh, Tom, you wanted to read this message from Helena about the myth of religious comfort. Yeah, I like this. Hey, guys, I was listening to episode 221, and I had some thoughts about uh, Ilbard Ed's uh, question about religion being a source of comfort for grieving people. Uh, We've almost universally come to agree that religion provides comfort and solace to grieving people, but why do we think this? Religious people still feel sad about their loved one's passing. They still mourn. They still cry at the funeral and go through the normal grieving process. So when does the extra religious solace and comfort kick in, actually? If religious people were shown to handle loss better, to recover quicker, etc., I'd agree that religious belief might be helpful, but they just don't. Moreover, I would argue that the religious concept of the afterlife interferes with the grieving process and can prolong or perpetuate it in some cases. By telling ourselves that our loved one has not died, is not actually gone, and that we'll see them again, we don't come to terms with our loss, and self-deception is never healthy nor helpful. I think the only benefit religion can offer is the church community, but any social support network provides the same positive benefits, so that's not exactly a unique advantage. I think it's healthier to face loss for what it is. Experience the pain, admit that it sucks, and give ourselves time to heal. It's raw but honest, and ugly truths are preferable to beautiful lies. I think that's just incredibly well said, and we're grateful for that email. Thank you. Absolutely. And remember, um, one secular way to uh, work with the grieving process is griefbeyondbelief.org. Um, that's a great place to start. So if you're if you're a secular person and you don't want to deal with any of the sort of ways in which religious people deal with grief, that's a good place to move, to go to. We got a message from Donna, and uh, Donna Down Under, is, she says, I guess they got some flags up in that pig down in Australia. <laughs> they do. It says, uh, the people that have these flags are usually racist bogans, I don't know if those are human or not, that have fuck off, we're full <laughs> stickers. <laughs> they're, no, they're not human. What they are is like a crocodile in a fucking hat. Like, that's... <laughs> Uh, they have fuck off, we're full <laughs> stickers. Wait a minute. In what? Australia? You're not full, motherfucker. Full? You got a whole desert to fill. What are you talking about? Like, like people in fucking Tokyo are looking around like, <laughs> wait a minute, you're fucking full? <laughs> <laughs> fucking 75%. Like India, they have to stack, 
In India, they have to stack humans on other humans. <laughs> yeah, like ride a train in fucking India and fucking tell me that Australia is full. Like 80% of your country is populated by sand and kangaroos. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We're full. <laughs> Yeah, and those crocodile bogus. <laughs> those crocodile bogus. That ain't a nice place. It sounds just like I that. I feel like that, yeah. Um, anyway, so these flags are usually flown by racist bogans that have fuck off or full stickers, flag tattoos, southern cross tattoos, which is our stars on our flags, and even flags on the cars. Uh, man. Wow. What, what strikes me, though, that's interesting about that, and I didn't know that, but um, it's interesting that both of our countries are immigrant nations. Yeah. And I think that there's kind of like – I feel like – and I don't know how to articulate it properly, but I, I feel like there's a parallel there, and I'm not sure exactly what causes that, that hyper-nationalism, if that's a reaction to the – to the to the sort of immigrant culture, kind of like, a, hey, we yeah. have to establish this now because we haven't had – you know, two thousand years of history, or I don't know what causes that, but it feels like a like a I want to close the door behind me sort of feeling. Yeah, you know, like I got mine. Yeah, fucking full stop. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to. I do want to have a drink with a bogan once, though. I don't even know what would you like. What is what is a bogan drink? Oh, I don't know. Like swamp water. Or something? A, I don't even know what a bogan is. It sounds like something from Star Wars. <laughs> It sounds like a pro wrestler. <laughs> Here comes Bogan with the drop. Boom. We got a message about pharmacists, Tom. This is from Douglas. Douglas says uh, he enjoys the show. He looks forward to the podcast. He heard about us from the Thinking Atheist. That's great. Um, and he's also a pharmacist. He works in a hotel in a hospital. I almost said hotel pharmacy. That sounds like an exciting hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the concierge is fucking awesome there. Uh, he works at a hospital pharmacy. Um, and, you know, he, he basically said that there are legitimate reasons for a pharmacist. And we got several emails. So this is kind of encompassing several. We got several emails from, from pharmacists or people in related fields who said, yeah, you know, pharmacists, uh, they, they have legitimate reasons to not fill a prescription. And there's and there's a there's a number of legitimate reasons. I was just ignorant of those, just frankly and honestly ignorant of those. Um, but in this case, it sounds like it's just a thinly veiled excuse to withhold treatment from this patient based on religious belief. If the pharmacist was truly concerned for the best outcome of the patient, she would have uh, explained the risk and benefit of the medication or perhaps inquire yeah. if her physician had explained all the treatment options and then let the patient decide. Um, and, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I just I'm just flabber. Again, I just I really and this is no offense to the pharmacist that listened to the show. I literally had no idea that you had the option of not filling the prescription. That's that. I still, I'm still kind of floored by that. I don't know why, but I'm still sort of floored by that. Figure the doctor's like, "You need this medicine," and you walk in, and be like, "I fucking need this medicine." No, you don't. Like, then what are you supposed to do? Because <laughs> that's the that's the part that confuses me as a patient. Be like, "Well, now I have no medicines." Well, no, the, the, I think the pharmacist has to challenge the doctor to a duel. <laughs> it's arm wrestle Yeah. We have been having some issues with our website lately. Our website was down a couple times and then back up and then down. And I'm running into some problems with the back end. But um, I reached out to someone who had asked us if we needed web help in the past. His name's Alfredo. And he said he would help us. I sent him a message and he immediately responded. And we're sort of working to try to fix 
uh, any of the problems on the website. So it may be intermittent, just letting you know. We're going to try to keep uh, the website up as long as possible, but Alfredo uh, said that he's going to give us a hand, so we're hoping that we can have all of the issues fixed uh, pretty soon. One of the problems is, is that we don't currently have a spam filter on our comment section on our blog. So if you've already commented in the past, you will still have your comment be able to go through automatically. Once you're approved on our site, you're approved indefinitely. So you can you can comment on the blog. However, if you've never commented before and you go to our website now, chances are your comment's going to get lost. And your comment's going to get lost because we're going to have to delete all the spam comments because we currently don't have any spam catcher on there. And we're, I would have to sift through the thousands and thousands of con- comments that we're going to have when this is all over with. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time, if you comment between now and when I tell you the, the website's fixed, chances are if you haven't signed in, your comment's going to be lost. I apologize. I would just avoid commenting unless you already have commented on the blog before. And if you need to comment, move your comments for the interim to the Facebook page. We've got an active yeah. Facebook page there. You can send us messages on Twitter. We're still happy to interact with you. You can still interact with the community. Um, we encourage you to continue to do so. It's just, you know, right now, bear with us while the website is down. We got a message. This is from this is from Jeff. And Jeff says, hi, guys. Loved hearing Tom talk about the uh, the nasty funk of Indiana. If you ever get the urge to smell more rural farm funk, come toward the central counties of Mississippi. Never is that going to happen. Nobody's – okay, first off, that's the first time anybody's ever wrote, written those words in that know, order. Right? Nobody's ever this – this is a fucking momentous occasion because nobody's ever said that and nobody's ever thought that before. That's amazing. But he says, my daily commute takes me to several chicken farms. And I have to say, Tom, if you have if you haven't really smelled shit until you drive by a chicken farm in 100 degree heat with 90 percent humidity, the smell clings to everything. Fuck. I hate this state more because of the redneck white right wingers and crazy Christians than the chicken shit. Wow. Wow. That's that sounds absolutely horrible. That's really the worst there, there is God. no inducement. I cannot imagine what's at the under, other, other end of that rainbow. You know what I mean? It's Man. like, hey, drive through fucking county after county of Mississippi chicken farm stink. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, you know, I, it, it probably smells almost as bad as Tennessee. I bet it smells almost as bad as the people in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wondered as I was reading this email, like, how do you know that's the chickens? <laughs> like, it could just be the natives. <laughs> <laughs> we got a message from Chris, and Chris uh, says we was talking also again about the uh, the fillet the troops stuff that we were talking about, and he says, if you want to thank us for our service, here's a way to do it: vote for lawmakers who actually do something to fix the VA and hold up their promises. Five after five months of wait time, I'll finally have my first appointment at the local VA hospital this week. Ugh. Very sorry that that's happening to you, Chris. I, I, you know, I, I think that of the things that should be done, the VA hospital is one that should, you know, receive some funding. Maybe we should stop. I don't know, starting wars and start funding that. Yeah, I think that's that's outrageous. And and you know, like we've said, the the lip service that gets paid uh, to the to the troops is. Um, I mean, it's a slap in the face when you don't back it up with quality after war care, you know? Yeah. So we're recording this show before we go to ReasonCon. So we're on our way to ReasonCon. We're going to 
go down there and hopefully have a really good time. We're going to meet some people that we've we've been looking forward to meeting. So this is a normal week. We're not going to have a special show this week. We're just going to have another show on Monday of next week. So Credulity until then, we're going to leave you, as we always it's do, fortune with the cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>